Let us pray for illumination. God of the earthquake and of the silence, quiet in us any voice but your own, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we might hear, and in hearing we might believe, and in believing we might act, making way for your new creation. Amen. Our first reading today is from Nehemiah, the first chapter, verses 2 through 11. One of my brothers, Hanani, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them about the Jews that survived, those that had escaped the captivity, and about Jerusalem. They replied, the survivors there in the province who escaped captivity are in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, fasting and praying before the God of heaven. I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both I and my family have sinned. We have offended you deeply, failing to keep the commandments, the statutes, and the ordinances that you have commanded your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, Though your outcasts are under the farthest skies, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place at which I have chosen to establish my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great power and strong hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your success to your servant today and grant him mercy. In the sight of this man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Our New Testament lesson is Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that were not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain's. Through this, he received approval as righteous. God himself, giving approval to his gifts, he died, but through his faith he still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death, and he was not found because God had taken him. For it was attested before he was taken away that he had pleased God, and without faith it is impossible to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those 
who seek him. It's a word of the Lord. When reading the Old Testament scripture, I was amazed at the faith that Nehemiah had in the Lord. Now, this wasn't a time when the Israelites were prosperous. This was a time when they had been conquered by another nation and taken from their home. Now, the Israelites are beginning to return to Jerusalem, and they're extremely vulnerable at this point due to the destruction of the city and its defenses. Things sure did look bleak. But in this strong and powerful prayer, Nehemiah prayed for the people with hope and faith. Hope that the Lord would help those he had chosen. And faith, faith that the Lord had not forsaken his people. Nehemiah prayed and believed. But his prayer was not answered right away. That is one important lesson about prayer that this scripture teaches us. Prayer is not like an ATM at a bank where you put a prayer in and you get something out immediately. Think about when you pray to the Lord. Do you have faith that he's going to answer your prayers? Do we pray with the thought that God is going to answer my prayer? Or that God might answer my prayer. Now, I know what some of y'all might be thinking. I've been praying and I have faith that God will answer my prayer. But God didn't answer. So here's the second lesson that the scripture teaches us. The Lord is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. And is everywhere all the time. He knows what is best. For us and what we need to do to be successful. For the parents in here, think about this. You love your child. You will do anything for them and love them with your whole heart. God knows what each of us needs at the time. And there are some things that we ask for for which we might not be ready for at that time. There are some things that might be great for a little while, but down the road could harm us in unforeseen ways. We need to learn patience because we may not be seeing what road God is leading us on. Let me tell you all about a time when I had something similar happen to me after graduating from college two years ago. I graduated with the thoughts of what I was going to do. I was going to get a good paying job right away. I was going to get an apartment. I was going to get a girlfriend. I was going to get married. And nah, 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 nah. And you know, after graduation, I started applying for jobs. I filled out applications day after day after day and was lucky enough to be called in for a number of interviews. Each time, I wasn't selected. And I thought, why don't they want me? You know what word I said the most in that whole statement? I. I was doing it by myself, and I was thinking of myself. And at the time, it was a horrible feeling of being discouraged and being rejected by different organizations. 
And I realized I was not putting the Lord first in what I was doing. I was praying for a job, but I came to realize that I needed to be praying for God to lead me, to be open to the spirit that he might show me the plans that he had for me. If I had not done that, I might not have been told about the Raleigh Rescue Mission, where I've been working first part-time and now, thankfully, full-time. This is a faith-based program for men, women, and children who are experiencing homelessness and all kinds of problems of other with financial issues, mental health and addiction issues, health and family and relationship issues. And without prayer, I never would have been blessed to go through so many different experiences and be where I am right now in my own faith journey. So this summarizes the third lesson of prayer. That sometimes, rather than praying for something specific like, Lord, help me get this job, Instead, pray for something that God, like God will lead and open doors. Know that God has never left us and that God will never forsake us. He knows what our journey will be like, and we have to be willing to trust in him. Do y'all ever get those moments when it feels like nothing you do will fix a particular thing? Whether it's something at work, whether it's something with your family, or something wrestling inside of you. When it feels no matter what you do, it just doesn't ever feel good enough. When it, makes, uh, it feels you've tried so many different ways to do something and just doesn't work. The fourth lesson in prayer is about trusting that God loves and cares for us. You may have heard a saying that fits here. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the call. God created us and gave us so many gifts and talents and he made each of us unique in our own way. So what kind of things can we do to keep the faith in the Lord? We currently live in a dangerous time of school shootings, of sickness, of persecution, of racial and political divisions, and countless other tragedies. In a time when it is hard to see God, how do we keep the faith? For each person, the answer is going to be a little different. Reading the Bible, having devotions with your family, being able to discuss scripture and how we can use it in our lives today. Participating in a worship community of faith like this church, all these things are important ways to help us to keep the faith. However, today I hope you remember the story of Nehemiah and the power of prayer. I challenge you and myself to set aside time to pray each day. Making prayer a daily conversation with God can do wonders for us. It means that not only do we accept the Lord, but we also accept him as our counselor 
and guide and friend. Praying just for a few minutes each day makes us so much more connected with him. And you will feel so much well rested in your soul. Tell him about your day. The good things. Your job. Getting a promotion. Some accomplishment you've had. Or some, something of that nature. Tell him the things that are bothering you. But most of all, listen. Listen for the still, small voice. And be open to leading of the Spirit. And doing this each day will connect you with him in a way that you might not have had before. This brings us to the fifth lesson about prayer. We pray with so much faith and hope that God will answer our prayer, whether it's for ourselves or for someone else. We pray for those who are sick to be healed. We pray for those who are hurt. We pray for those who might be close to death's door. And we pray and we wait and we wait and we wait for the Lord to answer our prayer. But sometimes it seems that God is not there. And we have moments of doubt. We ask ourselves, didn't God hear my prayer? Why did he allow this to happen? I wish I could give you a reason about that. But I can't. But I do know this. Our God is a loving God. Whose ways are above our ways, and whose understanding is above our understanding. This is where faith and trust come in. We have been taught that faith can move mountains. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 reminds us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This brings us to the sixth and final lesson of prayer for our focus today. Prayer requires us to humble ourselves before God. And working at the Raleigh Rescue Mission has taught me many things. One thing it has taught me is how proudful we humans can be. I have seen men who are recovering addicts to drugs and alcohol, men who struggle with their identity Men who are afraid to call home to their family because they are scared of what might happen. When counseling these men, I have asked them several times, why haven't they prayed or why they haven't sought out God's guidance? They give different reasons of why they don't or won't. And one key theme that I've noticed is as a matter of pride. Asking God for help in a time of need is hard because we have to admit that we can't do it by ourselves. And you know what? They're absolutely right. There are certain moments in our lives where we can remember when we prayed to God that something was too hard for us or we asked for God's help while we went through different tribulations. It is because we asked for God's help that we emerged victorious. 
we all need to remember the, that praying is not about giving up. It's about putting ourselves in a right relationship with God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure. So finally, what happens after you pray? What happens when you pour out everything that is going on with you and ask, Lord, please help me? Then we must be willing to listen. God acts in many ways, through speaking, through visions, through signs. The list goes on and on. We never know how he's going to speak to us or answer our prayers. The theologian and priest, Henry Nguyen, has said, when we pray, we're standing with our hands open to the world. We know that God will come known to us in creation, in the people we meet, and in the situations we encounter. Prayer creates the openness in which God is revealed to us. If we are patient, and willing to listen and act, we can experience the blessing of the power of prayer. Brothers and sisters, I ask you to remember this. As you go out into the world this week, pray as if everything depends on God. Work as if everything depends on you. And now may grace, peace, and love, the triune blessings of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you now forevermore. Amen. Thank mm -hmm. you.